sit down, take a chew and chew my money till we get it. Till we get it. Paul Wall in the coolest foot was ain't talking. Money speak, all that bullshit keep deep. Run the side, run the side. Is it too loud in here? No, we can hear you. Hello? Can you hear us? Yeah. Definitely a lot of background. Definitely a lot of people with you. What are you doing? I am at our PGO's grill. That's what I'm at. That's where I'm at. Hell yeah. I can uh, can step outside if I need to be. I didn't know if it was going to be too loud or whatever. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I like it. Can't stay at our PGO's grill. Are you there by yourself? Nah, that's uh yeah, I didn't see I just showed you the restaurant. No, I mean like did you go to dinner do you get dinner with someone else or are you sitting there? No, I actually I actually went to Citizens uh what is that Citizens Eatery mm-hmm. and then I came over here just to kinda of hang out because I know the owner and I don't have a life so I just kinda just fuck with people all day long. Nice. Our PG is great. I know that truck, man, I will. Robert, what do you think? Is it is it editable to where we can get the background noise out, or at least m- m- maybe? I, don't I mean, want to it, sit in a hot truck like a dog outside of H E B though. That sounds nah, horrible. Nah, I got AC in a truck. I just feel more. Calm. I'm in here with my shoes off, bro. Where is just... your shoes? <laughs> well, he knows the owner. <laughs> he is the fucking owner. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, if it's all right, man, I don't want to be. Or, Maybe even trying the the headset you have on. I bet that will probably mute out the connecting the headset with the mic. On. If you don't mind, I'm sorry for making you leave arpeggios, put your shoes on and everything. Oh, man. You're putting your pants back on, putting your shoes back on. You just get completely naked in arpeggios. You're like, nah, I know the guy. Don't worry about it. It's <laughs> 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 to get you a couple more cups of water. No, I'm not hungry. Yeah, I come here to chill. Glass and everything. <laughs> like, what are you doing, man? Like, I know the guy. I know the guy. Call him, tell him. I know the guy. That's why you should only go places, man, where you know the owner, so you can do certain shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I go to Pluckers. I go to Pluckers. I know the owner. That, that's the owner of Pluckers, Mr. Greenberg. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Greenberg. Yeah, Mr. Greenberg, man. I know Mr. Greenberg. Wow. And, uh, and he is and he is what you're thinking. He is a Jewish guy. <laughs> a beautiful house. <laughs> <laughs> Found beautiful it out home. here first. Heart Locker exclusive. The Greenberg is a Jew. Yeah. Man. You can't yeah. say a Jew. It sounds too hateful. When a guy like me says a Jew. It's Jewish. <laughs> and you can He's tune Jewish. in from around the world oh. at KAZI. It's more shit. Oh man, that's funny. Let's just play radio for this episode. <laughs> oh, we'll, we'll build the station later. Whatever Lando's listening to. Yeah, but I, I advertise on that station as well. So. Oh, nice. Where do you do? Uh, you do radio advertisement? Yeah. Smelling like dumb sex and cognac. Yeah, I'm back, man. <laughs> awesome. Wait, let's plug your let's plug your shot. Lando Shepherd Shepherd's carpet cleaning right up top. Yeah, man, Shepherd's Carpet Cleaning, um, where our slogan is, your satisfaction is our next referral. Nice. You can go to www. com and look at all the reviews, all the people that I paid to put on there. <laughs> no, man, all, all those are real reviews, man. All those are organic. I didn't pay anybody at Google. I'm going to Shepard Carpet Claire right now to check out these reviews. And see what your SEO is like if I Google you. He was smelling like weed, and I don't know what kind of music he was listening to. He pulled up here, some of that boomchy boomchy stuff. Some lady was screaming, eat my ass, and I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> but he did a great job on our carpets. How long have you been doing shepherd cleaning for? How long have you been doing carpet cleaning? 13 years, man. Wow. Did you how long have you been doing comedy? Six years, man. I made six years this year. Wow. 
when did you start? What, 2016, 2017? I guess. I don't know. I know it was six years ago. Where was your first set at? Uh, my first set, man, uh, Joey Z. Just to give you an idea, kind of set the mood, set the scene. Joey Z was uh, the host of this uh, open mic, and it was at uh, uh, Tramps, man. So imagine, imagine a person that doesn't know anything about stand up, nothing at all, coming in and his first mic is one of the shittiest fucking mics. <laughs> no diss to the homie Joey, you know what I'm saying? No, no diss to the homie Joey. It's just tramps is tramps. That was just like uh, Anderson Mill Pub. It's just Anderson Mill Pub. That's what it is. One of the roughest fucking mics here. I'm saying I, it's not. The thing that was cool about Mr. Tramps is whoever was hosting it, because like, they would rotating host, they would put your your face up in lights. So, like, the freeway drive by and you could see the person's face. And I remember Joey Z's looked great. Bunch of, but I remember Andrew Horniman's looked like the most terrifying face in lights that I've ever ew, seen in my life. It just did ew. not look right. That, that face is terrible to look at without <laughs> putting it in lights. You know what I'm saying? Then, then, then when, if you know him, his, just seeing them, you hear his voice. That's what kind of person he is. Like, yeah. You already hear the laugh already. You already hear the high pitch ass voice already. You know, all that. Like, oh, fuck. That's Andrew Orderman. Jimmy Tibbs gave me an iPhone to do a show with him just because he was like, I want to see you and Avery and Nor, just everyone with high, annoying voices on the same show. And he's like, but you have to invite blind people. And see if the blind That's people the can best help. Show. That's the best show I've ever done. What? Is a show in front of the the blind and uh, seeing impaired. Remember when they used to come to uh, a kick butt on Wednesday nights? Have you uh -huh. ever done? Have you ever performed in front of them? Oh yeah. Yeah, that shit was fucking amazing. I love. You can storytell. You can do a lot of storytelling. Mm -hmm. Really you know paint a picture with your words. And, 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 and just to, and just to be an asshole, I would use colors. <laughs> man they eat they eat it up <laughs> like yeah man i had on this blue shirt <laughs> and he's made his aqua color <laughs> andre agassi shoes they only made like three of these <laughs> like andre agassi God damn, man. How old are you? <laughs> Agassi. Fuck, so, this is goddamn dinosaur on stage. How old are you, Lando? I'm 41, man. You look great for 41. Old. You don't look you, a day man. over Thank 25. You. Man, I've been banging 32s and 33s for the last week and a half, man. This shit. <laughs> they don't even know. They think it's the plant-based dick, bro. That's how I get away with it. It's just the plant-based dick. I think if I'd have been like 41, still eating meat and shit, smoking weed, and ugh, you know what I'm saying, I wouldn't be able to get it up, man. But that, you know, that plant-based diet, man, is fooling up the fuck out of these 32s and 33s and shit, man. It's crazy. How long have you been uh, eating vegetarian? I made uh, two years, man. Christmas. Congrats. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't plan it to be Christmas. It's just I practice Islam, so I really don't recognize Christmas. And it was just that day. <laughs> it was just December 25th. <laughs> no, to you, it's yeah, December, it was December 25th. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, man. So, but yeah, man, I was, I was, uh, I had been clean for a little over a year, and I hadn't lost any weight. Matter of fact, I gained weight. Shit, and I had fired like two, three trainers at 24 Hour Fitness. I was like, man. Not losing any weight, and I was like, "Well, man, let me try this vegetarian diet out for a minute." I knew I couldn't do vegan. I was like, "Fuck that! That's that's worse than being a, a Muslim for the first time." You know what I'm saying? When you go in the store, you're like, "This just has pork in it. This just has pork in it." So I was like, "I'm not going vegan. Fuck that, man!" So I went vegetarian, gave me a little leeway, you know. uh uh, definitely didn't do the the dairy a lot, man, because that's one of my problems. So I wasn't doing a lot of dairy anyway, but I love eggs. So that was it. I was like, if I can eat eggs, I'm down with this shit. So first thing I recognize is bowel movements. 
Yeah, the boners, the boners was just. What was like, harder, uh, going halal or vegetarian? Uh, vegetarian, because at least, okay. at least I knew where all the halal spots were. I'm saying like arpeggios, like all the meat markets and stuff like that. But one of the hardest things about that man was that uh, I like I like goat, man. I, I love goat. Goat is like a, a real great tender. Man, yeah, man. And Ramadan just passed, so. <laughs> man, what's the big dinner that you eat after Ramadan? What's it called again? <laughs> Uh, where you eat during Ramadan when you break your fast is called iftar. That's what you. That's what when you yeah. break your fast is iftar, and the festival at the end is called Eid, Eid al-Fitr, which means that you know the the purified because you just went through a whole purge, so you're at your purest form at the end. So it's called uh, Eid al-Fitr. Mm-hmm. Man, you strict when Ramadan? Do you not? Do you fast for real? Like sun up, sun down? Yeah, yeah, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm square business, man. Uh, my diet changed, man. Uh, uh, this year, man. Last year I cheated. This year I didn't. What I mean by cheated is, man, I was trying to, I was trying to lose weight, so I was doing all kind of fat burners and shit. You know, when I break my fast, you know, I would take a fat burner. This year it was all natural. I, I threw away all that shit, man. Uh, I, I don't have any of that stuff in my house. Only thing I have now, man, is uh, three, three essentials. Which is uh, black seed oil, uh, uh, sea moss, and uh, uh, elderberry syrup. Those are like the things that help me. Not I was I would say this, uh, but I don't know if it's true. But I've taken enough goddamn COVID tests to just lean on it. But I never I never got the co I never got COVID. Nice. You know what I'm saying so. Those are the three things that I that I took during that time, and and I knew that it was a respiratory uh, disease, so I did a lot of jogging, and it was good, man. Cause like I said, I started in December 25th, so by March, I was already in a routine of jogging every day. So my respiratory system was just like ready for this shit, man. And I when I told the guy, cause I went in there a number of times. He asked me what was my intake, and I told him, he was like, well, man, your immune system is fucking skyrocketing, man. Even if you were to come in contact with COVID, it wouldn't do anything. And I was like, yeah, COVID's man. scared of you. <laughs> COVID's yeah, calling man, but then, land syndrome. But, but, but then, I'll tell you this, too, though, bro. I mean, at first, I was going in there, and the test was like 30 bucks. And then all of a sudden, when yeah. uh, we had to, uh, I had to do it for Moon Tower last year. That motherfucker charged me seventy five dollars for that goddamn test. I was like, man, that better come with some sucky, sucky, love me long time. Seventy five dollars. Seventy five dollars, better at least do your taxes or something. Right. Seventy five dollars is gonna mow my lawn. A nice hand job. The doctor's like, okay, dude, I guess you got it, man. You drive a hard bargain. Fuck, Lando, you're good negotiator. Let me get this warm towel out of here and go ahead. <laughs> Take, care. <laughs> Take care. Oh, yeah. You're not the first guy to ask for this. <laughs> <laughs> We're prepared for this. We've heard this like a thousand times already. Uh, so we usually use this heater for beards and shaves and stuff like that. But since COVID, we had to give a lot of guys hand jobs. Mm-mm. Man, thirteen years of cleaning carpets. What's your What's your favorite fucking carpet cleaning story? You got one for us? You got a chambered carpet cleaning? The craziest carpet cleaning experience? Worst customer? Best customer? Most biggest surprise? Hey, it's It's one of my first jokes I ever told, man. And uh, it's a true story. Uh, one time, man, I went over to a client's house and I knocked on the door. And uh, it was a raid, man. The, the police had already went there to raid the spot. It was a weed house. You know what I'm saying? They like, freeze, get out on the ground, get out on the ground. I'm like, oh, shit, man. I'm like, dude, what are you doing, man? I'm the carpet dude. Look at my van. And they look back at the van, kind of pick me up, dust me off, you know, because this, this is a progressive liberal city. You know, they don't want to be, <laughs> you know, be bad about bash the black guy. He's just a hardworking carpet sucker. You know what I'm Way to start my day, and I bend the corner and I call up the homies, and I'm like, 
and don't go over such and such house because they just raided his house for me. <laughs> so I got to wait because I'm the carpet cleaner. Rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Great, great story, man. Actually happened, bro. That shit was crazy. Well, I'm just going to start. Anytime I, I do something shady now, I'm just going to be like, put a lawnmower in the back of my truck. But I'm the landscaper. I just showed up the landscaper yeah. with it. Yeah, what do you bro. mean? Are you selling heroin here? No, no. I, 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 bro, I, I've gotten out of a lot of situations because I always reverted to what whatever vehicle I was driving. Like, I've been pulled over in the valley with, with crazy. And I used to drive this old school, what, I, what my homeboys used to call this uh, Fred Sanford truck. Bullshit ass truck look look like shit on the outside, but the motor was rebuilt, brand new transmission, <laughs> all that yeah. shit. Bunch of shit because I junked too, so I had all kind of scrap metals, goddamn me, old batteries and shit all on the back, man. I get pulled over one time and the dude's like, hey, what you doing down here? Da da da. Like, man, I'm just scrapping. You know what I'm saying? I'm just scrapping. I'm saying when he hit, because there was a single cab, man. When he hit, when he hit the side of the on the on the um, uh, on the seat, and the seat, you know, the old school was the seat would just fling up. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And when the seat flung up and hit the hit the steering wheel, the gun fell up on the dashboard. <laughs> and the dude, you know what I'm saying? He didn't notice it, and all of a sudden he got a call. There was a shooting going on, so they had to leave. I was like, oh, fuck it. Yeah. God damn, boy, I just... Fuck. Yeah, Wait, I what were you doing? Because it's legal to have scrap in your car. It's legal to have a gun in your car. What were you worried yeah, about? Yeah, but I, I had some shit that I didn't supposed to have, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, man. Like, I, I mean, there's another story real quick, man. Like, one time I got pulled over, and... Uh, I knew I was going to jail because I was in San Antonio and they take you to jail for no license, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I didn't have a license. I had insurance, but when, I didn't have a license. So anyway, I forgot I had changed pants. So I told the guy, I was like, I told the officer, I said, hey, man, could you go to the trunk and dig in my khaki pants and bring out the money? Because I know I got to pay for me to get out of jail. And as soon as I said that, I thought, I it thought came to my mind. What the fuck is wrong with you? Do you know what's in that trunk? <laughs> <laughs> you know what so he goes and he gets gets in the trunk. He opened up the trunk. Uh, um, get the money out of the pants. This is a big ass knot, man. This is fucking water money. And he's come back to the car. He says, "Here you go, man. Is there anything that I need to know about in that car?" I was like, "No." Just the like, money. You got this much money, and you don't. He said, "Man, all he said, you got all this cash, and you sure? Like, man, ain't shit in there, man. You know what I'm saying? I scrap for a living. That's what I do. Da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Hot water heater, man. That's what they call me on the east side. He was like, man, you better be glad I don't want to do no paperwork. And I was <laughs> glad he didn't want to do no paperwork. <laughs> <laughs> If he'd have brought that dog out there, bro, to be honest with you, man, that dog would have probably shot itself, man. I mean, that (laughs) dog was so motherfucking good, man. Shit, that shit was like, that shit was not cut yet. That shit would have blew that fucking dog mind up. He probably would have just rolled over and tried to sniff it. You couldn't even point where the the dog was, bitch. You know what I'm saying? That shit. That shit hadn't even been stepped on yet. Man, I don't even know what you use to step on drugs. Like, I know now it's like, yeah. you, you pretty much get drugs pre-cut. From my, I understand it. I don't know anyone get fucking yeah. uncut drugs. Man, you, man, that shit, bro, when they told me the numbers on drugs now, this is wholesale numbers. I was like, man, I might as well work at fucking McDonald's. God damn it, you doing all that risk. All, you taking the risk like that to only make eight grand. Get the fuck out of here, man. Right. <laughs> what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? You ain't making no real money. You know what I'm saying? Shit. They making all the money. You you just being, you think, I think a lot of these guys think that shit is cool. That's really where I think where 
the drug game is right now, man. I think these motherfuckers, it's no sense of, it's, it's no, I'm trying to do this because there's not no jobs. Can't say this. Everybody's fucking hiring. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's hiring. So you can't use that excuse. You know what I'm saying? You can't say, well, man, I need to get by because this right here came up because the money is not there. It's not like back in the days when I was in it, man, that you can make three, four times the amount of money and what you bought it for. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not there no more, man. Wow. I... People in Congress, fucking Congress people making all the money. Oh. They're not making shit. I knew this dude. I worked with him. He was a door guy that sold drugs, and he—it's crazy because like if you have to work the same door guy shift as me, I know you're not making a lot of money. You know what I mean? It's like I see the car you drive, the clothes you wear, the women you're with. It's the same situation I got going on. You know what I mean? Like you're not doing like you're a door guy too. You know what I mean? And he was telling me stories of getting shot at downtown by cartel members and how you'd get drugs straight from cartels. And I remember thinking like, man why would you tell someone this, right? Like, if, if, if your life involves that much risk, and it's like, kind of realize, like, oh, that's just the lifestyle he likes. Like, that he yeah, just that's what it is. He yeah. just got juice for him. Because it's like, the riskiest thing is just telling a group of people you hardly know about felonies you're committing and involving other people to me. And it's like, yeah, yeah. dude, like, you yeah. just like this shit. This shit just juices you. you this yeah. shit just makes it wild for you. I get it. Do your thing. Okay. But, wow. I like, you know. I, you I'm glad you bring that up, man, because when I was in prison... <laughs> that's what a that's what a shit that's what you end up at. You know what I'm saying I don't give a fuck how smart you think you are, how many lawyers you had because I had two. You know what I'm saying I got eight years. The best thing ever happened was it wasn't drug trafficking; it was uh just a possession. You know what I'm saying which that was just a fluke ass case anyway. It was just the fact that they knew they couldn't get me, so they had to get me. You know what I'm saying? It was almost like if we got a lie to get this motherfucker off the street, we got to get this motherfucker off the street. So you're going to get caught. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So when you sit, when I'm sitting in there and I'm listening to these guys talk as though they're glorifying this shit, it's like that, that shit wasn't cool, man. You know what I'm saying? If every chance that I got to do something legally, I did it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I have other skills, goddammit. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, man, you know, it's that excuse, I can't get a job, nobody's hiring. That's not happening right now, man. You know what I'm saying? What excuse do you, you know, and the other excuse I really used to hate was, man, I'm doing this to feed my family. Well, what the fuck they doing now that you got 12, 20 years? Yeah. How they feeding themselves now? You know what I'm saying? So when you break that shit down, it's really like, what's the use, man? You know, shit. Well, what was your excuse? Uh, I, like, what what was your go-to if you kind of have that mindset towards like there's jobs, there's a well, thing. That, uh, that's what I'm that. saying. Then that's that was the excuse because it wasn't a lot of jobs, and my was, job was construction. When was then? You know what I'm saying that was uh the late '90s, early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, man. And then even with that being said, man, I remember when they had a crackdown on like. Marijuana is so, uh, it's everywhere now. Yeah. But back yeah. then, in that time frame, in like 99, 2000, they was cracking down. They had, FBI had specific agents and agencies aimed at marijuana back then. You know what I'm saying? So they was, you know, breaking down every fucking thing, man. I mean, like in the Valley, Arizona, you fucking name it. You know what I'm saying? New Orleans, they had every, the fucking borders was like, covered so now and that's not to give up the game because they already know the shit that's why everything coming from up north you know what i'm saying motherfucking south is abs- obsolete now we used to have an upper hand on the game you know what i'm saying but now shit motherfuckers in chicago got the same numbers as us mm-hmm. so it's like what the fuck though you know what i'm saying you used to give you know have charge a travel fee now it's like you can't even charge that shit no more because they're getting, they, you know. Yeah, I've, I've talked to people who have like muled, right? Like where they just, they don't sell the drugs. They're just the person that gets hired to drive it. And I mean, you know, 10 years ago when I first moved to Austin, you could make 20, 15, 20 grand for a cross-country drive. Easy. 
Easy. Now you get paid dollars a pound usually. Like yeah, the money's just not yeah, there. The man. most I've heard is like ten grand, and it's for a hundred pounds Easy, that you're driving. Bro. And it's like when they so put scary. that shit, when they opened up, they knew what they was doing, man. When they when they when they legalized marijuana and they put it in Colorado, mm-hmm. yeah, they knew what the fuck they was doing. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That that alone, man, kind of that. That put a black eye in the game for everybody. It's like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Because now you got the East Coast, mid, uh, Midwest, all, all this shit right here. You know what I'm saying? You cutting off everything. Mm-hmm. East Coast already got their beasts and they shit, not just, you know, Jamaicans and, you know, Puerto Ricans and all that kind of shit. You already got this shit going on. Now you really cut it off for us. Motherfuckers is trying to eat and swap for moonshine. <laughs> I like I probably sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I think that like the drug economy is a hundred percent controlled by the government and government affiliates. And well, it's it like, is, man. When you get charged when when you get charged for that crime and it's called controlled substance. What did you get caught with, man? Oh man, I got caught with twenty something grams of a controlled substance. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. what it is, bro. Yeah, you're, you're it, smart, uh, JT. Well, I'm one of the dumbest guys I know. <laughs> Believe it or not, it's like uh, JT is like, how am I not going to know it is right there in your fucking face? You know it's it it's wild to me <laughs> if you like anyone that uh, like a Gary Webb is a great example where he wrote that book about how you know the CIA funded uh, you know cocaine to come to America for the first time. They invented literally invented crack cocaine, like. You know, they they hey, they branded it, they sold it, they created infrastructure, they created gangs to defend it. Like, you know, essentially paramilitary units without government sanction. And it's like yeah. people think that it just stopped. Like, no, but it didn't just stop. No. It's not like the CIA said, "Damn, we're making hundreds of millions. We should just stop." It's like it, it's still going on. The, the drug trade is a hundred percent controlled by the same gangs that started it, and they just all work for the government. And the deeper and a deeper a person goes down that rabbit hole, man, you'll be a fool not to recognize this shit. Yeah, I mean, food, man. it it's wild because it's like, you know, the war on drugs itself was targeting, you know, fucking people selling drugs and not the people making the billions of dollars on drugs. It's like, yeah, yeah man, like it's what exposed me to that, man, is when I first went to Lawrence, Kansas. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm going to say Lawrence, Kansas, because everybody know the fucking campus that's in. Lawrence, Kansas, right? So, <laughs> so I'm in Lawrence, Kansas, and I'm seeing it like for the first time for me. I'm like, I'm, I'm, what? How old was I then? Man, I was out of TYC. I was, I was home for you. I was about 17 years old. Right? I'm 17, 18 years old. I'm seeing this shit for the first time. Now I read about it in the books and all that. You know what I'm saying? How, you know, it's targeted towards black communities, all that, whatever. But I'm seeing it from a whole different perspective because I'm seeing the the Caucasians, the Asians, you know, the Latinos getting down. They getting down like a motherfucker. And it's like, they're not being governed at all. (laughs) 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 You know what I'm saying? And and for me being that young, a lot of things popped up in my mind. First of all, obviously, it's like it's a lot of money to make here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was that was the first thing that popped into my mind. But it was like, well, I can't be out like this too much with these guys, even though they're fun. Da, 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 da. It's a lot of money to be made, but I'm going I'm to stick out like a sore thumb. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, but but it definitely, man, when I seen that and I went to the other cities and other states, and I was like, damn, this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? And what, what that made me do was stop dressing so much like a gang member that was the first time that i actually went to uh what did they have at a bells a palais royal i went to a palais royal and i started buying duck heads it's the brand Duckhead, and i got the, the polo duck head i got the k uh, so now i'm dressing like a preppy college student uh-huh. so now i can blend in you know what I'm saying? I mean, it was it was it was a mind fuck at first, man. I was like, "What the fuck? This shit is crazy." But they love the lifestyle. Back to that point, 
know what I'm saying? They love the lifestyle. They wanted the gang bang. They wanted to know about this and all that shit. And I was like, what? Bitch, I don't want this life. <laughs> I'm trying so hard to get the fuck out of this life, man. What are y'all, you know what I'm saying? This is death. This is this is literally this is literally fighting for your life every day. Mm-hmm. This is no fun. And I noticed that too when I got older. And the first time I took my kids on the uh uh the bowl game, SP uh the HBCUs in this area, I took them to the bowl game. Like when we went to the classic, the the Labor Day classic, Bayou Classic, and the uh the Cotton Bowl up there in Dallas. I yeah. noticed that then because I actually had fun. When I was young, I didn't have fun. But now I'm, I'm trying to expose my kids to a different life and introduce them to, to alumni of the school that I never fucking went to. That's why I talk about, you know, I went to an HBCU. You know, you probably call it a community college, but historically a lot of black people went there. So yeah. <laughs> I always wanted to go because in my, in my heart of hearts, man, I always wanted to go to school. I always wanted to go to an HBCU school, but growing up and figuring like, you know, uh, I didn't have an out. And, and and that's hard, man. I mean, that's that's what anything in life and, and what I'm understanding now, man, when you when you're taught you're this and you're that, it's kind of hard to be like, man, but I know deep inside I'm a fucking eagle. Why are they telling me that I'm a chicken? You know what I'm saying? Why do they say I can't tell jokes? Why do they say I can't make a living off of being a carpet cleaner? You know what I'm saying? Why do they say this and why they because them motherfuckers can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's in their mindset, so they're gonna tell you and feed you that same negativity. That's why I tell my kids all the time, man, shit you can do, can't do. Other if people living. You wanna, yeah. yeah, if you if you feel like they that's what you want to do, shit, you'll figure that shit out. Just like I figured it out. I didn't know how to raise kids. I raised two fucking kids by myself. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. And I told them that. <laughs> I was totally honest. <laughs> hey, this is my first rodeo. <laughs> <laughs> I want to you know circle saying? back. I'm curious. When you're like, I'm not, like, when I went younger, I wasn't having fun. Why was it not fun for you when you were younger? Because I was constantly doing this, man, looking yeah. around, man, because I'm, I'm, I'm banging drugs you know what i'm saying i mean it was it's hard to relax i'm not from here i got a target on my back you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying and and uh red red is a color that you can't hide from so if i'm wearing a lot of that blue you can blend in you know what i'm saying yeah red you got a fucking target on your back man so it's a lot of this and you're watching motherfuckers and shit. You can't enjoy the moment. Shit. Yeah. You can't. Oh, man, they kicked the field goal. What? I, <laughs> I was looking over my shoulder. Sure. The, the the bands out there, it's about all the bands. I mean, I didn't know that. You know what I'm saying? Man, shit, I was so in wild, a... Man. I, I was man. in Tulsa this weekend. And oh, wow. I was like, I'm probably going to move there at the end of this year. And... Okay. Uh, I uh, there's only one area that I saw, and it was a bunch of gang uh, graffiti. In all of Tulsa, there's not really any gang graffiti, and then one neighborhood we saw just tons of gang of graffiti, and like mm. it was weird because you didn't see any, like in in Sacramento, for example, where I'm from, you it's, you see gang activity, right? It's clear. Like I think we just had like one of the largest mass shootings in the nation because two gangs were fighting in the middle of like their downtown. Yeah, district. everybody know about Sacktown, though. That's a blue collar city. Absolutely, yeah, and it and it's clear. It's like what you're talking about. You see, you know, people with the bandanas literally even, tied on even L.A. Even L.A. motherfuckers get their heart right when they go to sex. They don't be talking about that L.A. shit when they go to sex. They be like, "All right, brother, yeah." What? What? Yeah, it's weird because I don't know. You didn't. I didn't see any. Besides the besides the tags, and I was like, "Where are they?" That's kind of I was wondering. I was like, "I see, well, it's very clearly gang tags, right?" It's like you can tell if you know if you've seen gang graffiti, you know exactly what it is. I mean, it wasn't like any gangs I'm familiar with. I'm not, I don't know anything about Tulsa gangs, um, yeah. but I was so like I was so curious. I was like, "Where are they?" I don't see any fucking, I don't see any car shows. I don't see any. Well, people- 
they if they knew their history, they wouldn't have none of that shit, man. I mean, that's uh, that was where Black Wall Street was. Yeah. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? When you grow up in a community that's rich in economic growth, you know what I'm saying? Well, the, 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 that was, that was like uh, a war on domestic soil. You know what I'm saying? When you had bombs that was dropped on motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? Because you see that much, that much uh, uh, progress in a city where these people got, not only do they got banks, these motherfuckers got airplanes and airports and, you know, you name it, man. I mean, you talk about a self-sufficient black community. That's what the fuck that was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and to have your own government declare war on that community, I it shouldn't be. That's like that's like if, if a person was to say, Oh man, I went to Rosewood, Florida, there was a bunch of gangs in Rosewood, Florida. It's like, why the fuck would you have <laughs> gangs? Rosewood, Florida. I mean, do y'all not know y'all history, motherfucker? You know what I'm saying? Like, What's the history of Rosewood, funny, Florida? Which was, oh man, they had uh, they had all those lynchings, man, because uh, same as uh, uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, man, a, a, a white person said something, and they went on a uh, massive killings of, of black people. Oh wow, I didn't. I knew about and like Black Wall Street. But I didn't know about Rosewood, yeah. Florida. Yeah, like Rosewood, Ro- like Rosewood was before uh, Tulsa. And it was crazy, man, because here's a, here's some more black history for you, man. When they came out with with the whole project thing, you know what I'm saying? The yeah. low-income housing, what they call it now, but back then it was called the projects. Now, the first one that was ever built was right here in Austin. And the name of that was, or still is, Rosewood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, damn. The, yeah, man. Like I say, man, they'll put the shit right in front of your face, man, and it's like, how the fuck do you not know this shit? The craziest one I read about, I think, it was Michigan. It was like a black mayor one in like the '30s or '40s, and it was like, it's weird because when you read about it, it's clearly white people writing about it because they call it a race riot, and it's like you can't yeah. call like an active like fucking massacre a riot. It's so weird. It's like, oh, there was a race riot. They even call the the situation in Tulsa a race riot. I'm like, that's a massacre. Like you, like you're talking about, you got a plane yeah, in the sky. Yeah, you're dropping bombs yeah. and shooting from a plane. You know, before World War II, like before that was just movie shit to them. It's unreal. Yeah, it yeah, wasn't a real yeah. thing. It's crazy. Fucking crazy. Shit, or Oregon, Oregon has a has a has a terrible history when it comes to uh, uh, race. It was a white uh, escapist state, right? It was like a, yeah. a white black community. people couldn't. Yeah, black people couldn't come there. They had it. They had it written, and their and their laws that uh, uh, black people couldn't come there. You know what I'm saying, and but you know, it is what it is, man. I mean, talking about this after what happened in uh buffalo oh that's crazy, crazy. right you know what i'm saying yeah that's crazy i mean you got an 18 year old and you're thinking man the younger generation is going to be different and that's just on both sides man that's just not saying you know uh him pointing them out because he's white man but that's on that's on every side if you if you or continuing to um, allow this shit to be out there, man. I mean, you're going to create these fucking monsters. You know what I'm saying? You're going to create these type of people. Whether they black, Asian, you fucking name it, dog. You know what I'm saying? And you don't expose them to... Man, dude, this is why I just found out not too long ago, man. The, the frequency... Uh, when it comes to all the vibrations and the energy that come from love is the greatest vibration and energy in the world. You can't duplicate this. You know what I'm saying? So you would think something that major, that big, that powerful, if it was really real and reflected in our community, a lot of this shit wouldn't be happening. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, case in point, man, like the other day, I'm at I'm at HEB. I'm trying to leave HEB. I'm in my work van, and then when I bag out, you hear the noise. Beep 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 beep. 
right? So the dude honking his horn as though to stop. Okay, okay, cool. I didn't, I, my bad. You know what I'm saying? So I come back up. I'm, I'm stopped. He ain't moved. He has not <laughs> moved. He is still sitting there. So after two, three minutes, I get out of my truck, man. I come out like I'm looking both ways. It's a long line now. It's a long line. And he rolled out his window. He's like, what's what's up? I'm like, why the fuck are you still sitting here? <laughs> That's what I'm trying to. He's like, well, I'm waiting for the lady to, to bag up. I was like, what's wrong with your legs? Are you in a wheelchair? He said, no. <laughs> I said, man, you don't see this long line right here, man? I'm saying I'm trying to get out. This lady trying to get out. Everybody trying to get out, but we waiting on you because you don't want to utilize your muscles. Everyone thinks of the main character. Yeah. He's like, man, what? Uh, what are you gonna do? Hit my car? Uh, he said that, and when he said it, he said it in a at a point where now he's the victim. That's yeah. what pissed me yeah. off. That's what pissed me off. When he said that, I went to a whole nother level. <laughs> so now you're the fucking victim because you wait and and I'm we're talking. You know what I'm saying? We're having this conversion. This motherfucker, the lady still ain't pulled out. <laughs> so it's like, okay, man, if if we really take it consideration of our fellow man, back to my point. Mm-hmm. Why would you inconvenience so many people for your convenience? Yeah. It, I mean, I, today I'll, at the airport, I saw a lady just screaming at the girl that rents out uh, cars. And, like, the girl lady tried to close the glass, and the lady slams back over the glass. And my chick seen that, and she was like, what's going on? Like, people just do that now. I was like, dude, everyone stayed home for two years, and now everyone's ready to fight. It's so weird how, just like you're talking about, people aren't, People don't care about you. I like you don't you don't just love strangers anymore. You fight strangers. You yeah. you 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 find reasons to be mad at each other. It's so weird. You know, I'm like the chattiest dude in the world. Where everyone I see, I want to talk to and be their friend. And it's like just less of a world like that. You know. Yeah, man. It's yeah, man. I was having a conversation with some people one time, and they was going back and forth about this community, that community, this uh, nationality. And I just chimed in. I was like, what What about just pe- treating people like human fucking beings? How about that? How about we just do that? <laughs> How about we just do that, man? If we start treating people like human beings, you know, and what I mean by that is because, you know, to say that treat me Treat people how you want to be treated. Well, I don't know how you want to be treated. You might be treated. You might, you know, because some women like to get choked. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get choked. <laughs> so just treat me like a human being. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like how you want to be treated. But just treat me like a human being. But, you know, the guy, man, when it, you know, it's just certain phrases, man, that people use. And, Get back to that, man. I've I've heard my daughter, my daughter use a, a slur once or twice, and and I've told her each time, man. I said, "What? Where did you hear that from?" I said, "What you mean?" I said, "You heard me. What did Where did you hear that from?" Because obviously, you heard that from somebody, and somebody. Let's let me just go a step further. Somebody that you respected. Yeah. To think that that was all right. You know what I'm saying? Cause you ain't heard me say no shit like that. And she was like, "Well, man, I mean, that's what it is, dude." I was like, "What? If, what if somebody did you like that? You just walk in a room and they say, look at that uh, thick-haired black girl.' You know what I'm saying, how how would you feel?" He was like, "Well, I mean, it's kind of true, though." I was like, "Yeah, whatever." You trying to you trying to lighten the load, you know goddamn well. If somebody else is coming here to tell you some shit like that, you'll go, you'll, you'll go, yeah, yeah. You you know what I'm saying? Not the fact that they called you the N word. You'll be pissed off if she if somebody did you like that. But you know what I'm saying? Don't do that, man. You know what I'm saying that's the difference because I know JT. 
I'm gonna talk shit to JT. <laughs> well, I don't know well enough. We know we just bullshit. <laughs> no, man, I just talked the best thing I did. Quarantine weight your ass put on. Like, oh God, man, yeah. it's getting worse too. Oh, dude, actually, I lost like twenty something pounds since I saw you. That well, I saw you at the okay. movie thing, and you were like, "Damn, you put on like I, I put on like forty pounds. I've lost yeah. like twenty of that. I got fat, a little fat again though. I'm down to like two twenty again." I'm trying to get back down to like well, one eighty. You, you look, you look good in that suit, and I, and that, you know, that suit will lie though. That suit will lie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it does. You can cover up with the blazer and stuff like that. You know, you can only tell if somebody's fat in a suit when they walk. Yeah. If they walk with their with their arms just kind of swinging, like oh, that motherfucker <laughs> fat right there. <laughs> but if you just staring, you posing for a picture, it's like oh, he, he look a little slim, man. That's so good. That's dude. a nice ass suit, bro. That is a nice. That is a nice suit. suit. I got a nicer one, man. I'm, I'm get, you know, I'm getting married in June, and I got okay, a suit okay. for it where it's like they got me fitted out, and like I had to go like three times, but it's like custom made. Because here's the thing. I went to go get a suit, like a nice suit at like Nordstrom's or mm. oh, what's that fancy place at the mall? Not Fred Perry. It's called some shit like that, though. It's like a dude's name, like Frankie Hampson uh, or some shit like that. Al's formal wear. No, no, no. It's like a uh, hell it's, no. Don't, who, Neiman not, Marcus. <laughs> I went to Neiman Marcus. <laughs> and uh, I was like, hey, I, I, I want to get a suit. But here's the thing. Because I'm this fat, I cannot get a suit because... I'm one size jacket and a different pair of pants. Yeah. And so they were like, suits come as one thing together. And I was like, no, no, I need size 38 pants and then size like whatever jacket I am. And they were like, that's not how it works. So I had to go to like the suit store and they had to do me like a whole made to order type situation. Well, I mean, you can, yeah, you can buy, you can piecemeal it. You can't, you rack. cannot, you cannot do that. I mean, well, Neiman what Marcus. you're saying is still what he would have to do is after he get it, he would have to take it to a tailor. Mm -hmm. And then they will do his sizes, and then they will cut. And, you know. and to cut a suit jacket is thousands because they have to remake the whole thing. But like that's what I thought, Robert. I thought I could take one size pants and one size jacket at Nordstrom's. They said no at Nordstrom's. They said no at Neiman Marcus. They said no at every fancy suit store I went through. They're like, it just comes as one. I was so I was like, do I have to go to a special fat guy store? And the guy was like, honestly, dude, that would probably be cheaper. And I was like, wow. Yeah. I'm Honestly, sir, yes, you're scaring yes. our other yeah. customers. I've been, I've been through the same situation, man. That's why I don't own a suit. You know, because you I, couldn't I get one that fit right? Yeah, I couldn't get get one because uh, at that time, man, I was I went through the whole, I went through the shack suits. I went through, uh, um, uh, what's the guy who, who has HIV? What's his name? Magic, Magic Johnson, Johnson suits. Johnson? You know what I'm saying uh, I went through all those suits, the Steve Harvey suits. That shit wouldn't work, man. So I definitely get it, man. I definitely understand, bro. I would love to get a Steve Harvey suit with like a billion buttons on the front. Fuck that. Man. <laughs> I would love. You know what my dream? So you know I'm. I got a, a, a my first headlining show. Right. I'm really excited to headline Valve. I've begged for it for like over a year now. They finally let me do a weekend there. I found. When, when is it, man? July twenty second. Okay, hell yeah. You can get a custom leather suit made for like 500 bucks from China. I want to get Eddie Murphy's Raw, like a cheap Chinese version of that, and go up there and wear that on stage. I think that'd be the coolest suit I could wear. Uh, that would that would that would be the only thing that would be cool about that because you're saying <laughs> that you're headlining in July, right? Uh huh. Oh yeah. <laughs> Texas, right? <laughs> I want to. Oh, dude, I'm gonna be sweating. It's a hundred. It's a hundred and two right now, homie. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I sweat so here in winter. <laughs> so you imagine how hot it's gonna be in July with that leather joint on? Uh, come on, man. Oh yeah. Uh, well, I'll lose like 15 pounds, sweat it out in one one set. It's gonna stick to you like a fruit yeah. roll-up. Good, dude. Peel it. I'll yeah, tell you yeah. you can peel it off me, baby. Go ahead, peel this suit off me. I'm. It's oh, like a banana oh, peel man. stuck right to my skin. Man, you I remember. Peels. I remember JT. We was we was doing the executive show. You remember this shit, man? You wore the the dress, <laughs> and you stood in, in the front row, and you had your legs open. <laughs> Yeah, that was okay. That was the Halloween thing. Yeah, the Halloween thing. But we was, it was like we were, we were. What was we like? The um, 
It was industry. Uh, I was industry. industry yeah, you guys. Yeah. It was the industry night. Yeah, we were like the industry people, <laughs> and the comics were trying to do their sets. <laughs> and JT with his legs over <laughs> in, the, in the dress. I was like, I, this, dude, that was the first time I met my fiance's mom. I came out of oh, yeah. my chick's closet, and she had just come over to drop something off, and I was wearing a dress. And like the worst situation to meet like a Texan mother. I'm wearing like a full on dress. Of course, I didn't wear any underwear because I was, you know, I'm a slut. And I did the leg open thing. I didn't show it to any girls. I don't want to get canceled. But every dude comic that went up on stage, I would just do that. I just show, I just open up my legs. Oh, man, I made me laugh so hard. I was shit house drunk. I, I put a like a see through purse with like a bunch of condoms in it, and I kept going yeah, man. condoms on the table. I was the, like the slappiest, hottest mess in the game. It was a good time. That shit was so funny, man. I was dying laughing, man. I was like, this is crazy. I remember Candace Medina got up there and she was so scared I was going to pull my dick and balls out. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to show you my junk. That's just for Joey Zimmerman. Don't worry. Yeah, man. Joey and really good. Oh, my God. Oh, my You talk about people that's trying to stick to their sets as much as possible. I would have had fun with it. I ain't gonna even lie, man. I would have got. I would have had so much fun because that would have made me throw my whole set in the trash. That shit would have been so easy. You know what I'm saying? To just flow over that piece right there, like, oh man, come on, man. Is is that your chick? Are you satisfied with that? Is that what you're going? With? I mean, I would have just did all just off the cuff shit, bro. That would have been an easy set. Easy yeah. set, man. You, you stopped smoking weed a while ago, but do you remember when you had, because like my thing is like, I, I don't really smoke weed before I do stand up, but I've done it and I'll get high and I have to do exactly my set because I'm stoned. Like I can't chit chat. I can't be funny. I just have to say all the words that I know will make people laugh if I say it right. Uh, I'm, uh, it does. Even though I've been clean for over three years now, one of the things that I still do is I write before I go up. And two, I never say anything that I wrote down before I went on stage. <laughs> I never, I never say anything that's on that pad. Somebody thought I was lying one time. And I say, I say, uh, he said, so you didn't say none of those jokes that you had wrote down? I'm like, nah. He said, you bullshit. I'm like, well, read it. Here's what I wrote down. And they read it. They were like, you ain't bullshit. I'm like, no, nah, man. It's just a, something that's a habit for me and I, you know, get my mind to working and clicking. Mm-hmm. But I never just go down a set list, man. I, I never do that. So to answer your question, ah, oh, it's the same shit, bro. It's just whatever's in the moment, man. I was in Pleasanton the other day and I basically talked about the, the drives to Pleasanton. Nice. You know what I'm saying? I, I had 20 minutes. I did 15 minutes on a drive to Pleasanton. They enjoyed so it. I enjoyed it. You know, and that was that was it, man. But that comes from, uh, I guess that will come from uh, my time in Toastmasters. You know, and they got this piece in Toastmasters where they talk about table topics. You got one to three minutes to come up. They throw you a table topic and you run with that uh, one to three minutes. Where in stand-up, it's like five to six, ten minutes. You know, mm-hmm. I'll take that, whatever premise is in my head, and try to run with it. And looking at people like... Um, Ralphie May, who I've seen run with a premise for 15, 16 minutes. And it's like, God damn, I want to be able to do that. Yeah. You know, and sometimes, man, in Austin, in Austin, there's a lot of bits that I can't, I don't do in Austin. I'll just probably do the setup punchline, you know, because Austin won't allow me to kind of beat that fucking horse to death. But when I'm out of town, I can literally beat that fucking horse to death. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing. It's like crowd work in Austin. I mean, crowd work's different in every city, right? Every time you do comedy yeah. in a different city, you get a little flavor, you get a little yeah. difference. But like specifically, I mean, I always joke that I'm like a B-city comic. I only ever do small towns. I only, I, you know, they don't hire me to go out to Houston. I'll get a Bane, Texas show, right? Like it's, right. Uh, but, uh, but like when you go there, it's exactly what you're talking about. You can do your little bit. And if you're just, kind of being yourself and being funny and in the moment people there appreciate that so much more than Austin people that get, you know, comedy almost yeah. every night. People will yeah, let you man. just kind of explore and be, was, is Ralphie May your number one? Is he like your favorite comedian or 
Nah, man, but he's definitely one uh, one of my top five dead or alive. He was he was one of those guys where he was so big he couldn't use uh, uh, body language. Uh-huh. You know, but he used voice fluctuation. He was a great storyteller. And again, man, he can take a topic like going to the movies and fucking run with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just talk about the experience of being in the movies. I mean, you know I, go ahead. Pat Williams will open up a special that he has just by talking about the city that he's in. And it's like, wow, that's legend shit to me, where it's like you are about to record your special, your hour special, and you get up there and you're just like, so Jacksonville's crazy, right? And then you just talk about the first 15 minutes in Jacksonville off the yeah. top. That's nuts. That's incredible yeah, to me. What's the name told me that he said, uh, he said, you will be, you're good, but you will be great. Because you can talk, you can talk about the obvious stuff that's going on right then. He said, "That's what I was back to," and that was a uh, who was that man? That was a uh, uh, T.K. Kirkland. Nice. And I was so nervous because I was like, nah, "I'm opening up for this dude. He's like the underground king to me." You know what I'm saying he doesn't get a lot of play, but everybody that that's underground black on the chilling circuit respects this dude because he pays way for a lot of a lot of us hat wearing tennis shoe wearing motherfuckers on stage. You know, don't mind calling a woman a bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> not not in the not not in the tense of hey bitch da da da. Nah, it's like well you know. I was fucking this bitch the other night. You know what I'm saying? Just be all right with it. You know, without being yeah. so all tensed up about it, man. But yeah, man, uh, like I say, I was down there in Pleasanton. I was talking, because it was older women in the audience, and I was just went on the premise of fucking old women. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> How much I like fucking older women. I said, like, man, y'all safe tonight, man. I'm telling you, because I see y'all are coupled up. You know, you probably been together for some years, and I don't know. I mean, is it that time for y'all to, you know, do a threesome? If it is, man, I'll be your guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I would definitely, boy, you know, I just kind of lean into it, you know what I'm <laughs> And the husbands was laughing like a motherfucker, man. I was like, because I get it, man. I mean, I talked about, you know, what's real to me, which is, you know, uh, uh, getting older. And I get these text messages all the time about uh, uh, erectile dysfunction. And I'm like, yeah, man, I'm probably at that age for erectile dysfunction, but I'm also on a plate-based diet. My dick stay hard. You know what I'm saying? And, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I can't I can't wait till this bitch stop, you know what I'm saying, stop working. I can do other stuff. You know what I'm saying? That's what I was talking about there and there. I was like, man, because obviously, man, I mean, y'all been married for what, 20, 30 years? You know what I'm saying? Y'all done did everything that you want to do. You know, but I'll tell you one thing, man. This is a true story too. I was talking to this lady, she's uh 54 years old out of San Antonio and she was married for 10, 15 years. And we was talking and I was like, damn, man, you know, uh, you know, after working the way you work, you know, and uh, doing what you do with your grandkids, man, you deserve to be a from the back. That's how to. Yeah, man. I ain't never been. I ain't never been a from the back. I was like, what? You've been married for 15 years. They never ate you from the back. <laughs> like, no, I was like, oh, man, it's like, you're going to love this. <laughs> you're going to love it. <laughs> ain't bullshit. <laughs> but yeah, man, yeah. I mean, you know, kind of, you know, venture out and do some different things. Because, like I said, man, after being married to that lady, he's probably done everything. But it's just up to the new guy, the black ball headed guy, to come in here and kind of. Get that thing back. <laughs> I took my I took my girlfriend's phone and I blocked you on her Instagram. So, what? <laughs> so don't you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't need to eat from the back for Christmas. Fuck, <laughs> fuck out of here! I know you eat it from the back. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I had sex one time. I didn't like it. I was bad at it. Oh, man. <laughs> what about what about your old what about your old bit, JT, about eating ass? Oh, you eat oh I used to do. That was the most annoying. It was funny. It was topical. It was but like 2015. I would just do five minutes about how much I love to eat butt, and people would just love it. Now I feel like it's kind of played out, but at the time, it, it did well. It was so silly that that was like one of my better jokes was talking about eating butt. But hey, baby, I remember that? Yeah, I, I remember you. You was doing that when I first saw it. You know I'm saying I thought mm. that was the weirdest shit in the world, but it was definitely, definitely, you know, 
funny. You know what I'm saying? But I, like I say, man, I mean, you've been with somebody for so long, you got to you gotta do something so freaky that you can blackmail their ass later on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> man. <laughs> Ooh, Lando, we're running out of time. All right. I, I know we talked about a little bit of everything, right? We did. We touched, man, we touched on every topic here. We talked about the drug trade. Yeah. <laughs> we, we talked about black history across the nation. Talked about yeah. A little bit about gangs in different cities. Talked about yeah. comedy. Talked about all the freaky sex that you do to men's wives when you go to Pleasanton. <laughs> <laughs> now I got a mark on my back from Pleasanton, Texas. That's <laughs> yeah. called the Wranglers. Their, their gang is called the Wranglers. Really? Yeah. yeah, the husbands. I talked about that too. I was like, boy, this motherfucking place here is so conservative. Shit, boy, I wish I would wear some Levi's and this motherfucking shit. I would be <laughs> upset. <laughs> Levi's, we don't wear that Jew boy stuff around here. Nothing but Wranglers <laughs> and rustlers around these parts. <laughs> you colored, you supposed to know that now. <laughs> Man, sounds like you met my uncle. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. He doesn't live there. Don't do number one. Well, Wranglers, Wranglers, and lace-up ropers. I have never heard that people think that don't wear Levi's because they're Jew pants. That's pretty funny to me right now. Is Levi Strauss no, a Jewish guy? No, he's just a he's what? just a San Francisco guy. Wait, but the name though, the name is not Jewish. You know, I I'm not a hundred percent on that. It could be. Yeah, look, I you just, know what made me do some investigation on that, homie? Huh. Because I watch a lot of roping contests, man. You I do? have never seen Levi advertise at a roping contest, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? Because, you know, I'm weird like that, man. I'm always looking for the obvious. You would think that this would be, you know what I'm saying? Like, I went to the... Uh, the World War II Museum uh, in Fredericksburg one time, they call it the Pacific, I, you know, but we all know yeah. it as World War II, right? They've been yeah. politically correct. So so I went well, they, through the exhibits or whatever. I went through the exhibits or whatever, and uh, we talk, I talked to the guy in the lobby for a while. I was like, yeah, I'm so excited about this, da 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 da, da. I came here to get some peaches and look at, at uh, German women. They're they look like great workers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they do. They look like great workers. I see one of those women. I go, God, you look like you're built different. You should plow a field. Yeah. They built four tough for real, boy. <laughs> but yo, so I go, I go through there. It's about it's about an hour forty five for one exhibit. They have three. I went through one and I come back out. He says, "Hey man, how'd you like it?" And I turn around with this whole uh, the shining face on my uh, expression on my face, right? Like I've been in the movie The Shining. You know, because it's very subtle. It's like taking five minutes for the dramatic effect that's going on here. <laughs> I said, hey, man, I know you just work here. But I'm going to tell you something, bro. There were 1.2 million black people that served in that war. I just spent an hour and 45 minutes in this exhibit. You guys didn't have one. And the expression on his face, like, I just work here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> You even called it, and he still did it. <laughs> no, but he didn't say it. But the expression said it. Like, like I, yeah, I just work here, bro. And I, and I, and I get it. You know what I'm saying? You just work here, man. You know what I'm saying? They didn't even have. And this is a discussion I had with somebody the other day. They was like, well, I was like, man, Miller in there. And it was like, well, Doris Miller was Pearl Harbor. And I was like, what the fuck you think started it? Yeah. I mean, no, I, cause I've been through that same museum and they talk about yeah. this, like they have one of the submarines from Pearl Harbor. And now yeah. that you mention it, I don't remember seeing the poster of the soldier who yeah. passes. Yeah. yeah. It was like, like I'm a curious. Doris That's why you got to go to the one in new Orleans. Cause they'll, they'll recognize, yeah. they recognize real okay. that one. Do you think it's the type of racism where they just don't prioritize black people so they overlook it? Or do you think it's the type of racism where they're literally fucking, no, I want to I wanna exclude black people intentionally? 
Well, if you exclude one point, if, if you fail to mention 1.2 million mm-hmm. black people, that just, uh, they, and that war right there, and that war right there, I think that was a war that they had, uh, you don't quote me on this, where they introduced the tanks. Right? Nah, that that's not it. I'm sorry. World War One had bad tanks, but they had tank real tanks. They they had tanks, right? But but in that war, I'm sorry, in that war they had uh uh engineers that were building roads and whatnot. That that's what I wanted to say. But the engineers that was building the roads were black. They also what, had the uh the red tails. Yeah. It was yeah, like the all black the uh, Air, Air all black pilots. Yeah, the, yeah, the all black pilots, yep. So, but they, yeah, they would have that. I, I would see why they would have that in New Orleans because you have so many naval bases and stuff around there as well. But Fredericksburg, man, I don't know. Man. I gotta go get dinner with my chick. All right, brother. Well, I appreciate Thank the you opportunity, so much, man. You, I appreciate right, you. Get back into a Pregio's grill. Take off your shoes. Kick back. Say, I know the owner. <laughs> All right, brother. You have a good one, man. Hey, <laughs> you brother, too. you have a good one as well, brother. You have a good you one. You too, Lando. Thanks for coming. Right, on. Right, I'll be seeing you soon. All right, peace. <laughs>